do it, Danny. I'm here with Oak, and I'm Danny, and we're here to bring you our very first episode of this podcast. Woo! Oak, do you want to give us so a little exciting. intro about yourself? Yes, I do. Thanks for asking. Um, I'm Oak. My pronouns are she, her. And I think we're going to go through and do these little um, bits of intro, these sections, and we can go back and forth so we don't talk too long, if that works for you, Danny. Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. Um, so I am an aspiring astrological guru. I am currently a novice because I don't think that anyone actually even considers themselves a guru in astrology. I feel like everyone feels like they're a novice, but I am definitely a novice. Um, but my big three signs would be Sag Sun, Scorpio Moon, Scorpio Rising. So I feel like that puts me somewhere in the outgoing yet um, esoteric, occult-minded space, um, somewhere like if you take Wednesday from Wednesday, the TV show most recently done, Wednesday and her roommate, if you put those two together, I feel like that would give you a sense of my point of view. Um, but <laughs> what about you, Danny? Yeah, so I am a mom of two, real-life witch. Um, my kind of thing um, is that I really do a lot of like folk magic stuff. So astrology is definitely not in my wheelhouse. think it's amazing. think it's great. Um, but my big three astrological signs, I'm a Cancer sun. Don't all collectively sigh together. Um, <laughs> an Aquarius moon and a Leo rising. Um, and so I think for me, those things kind of show up as somebody who is both uh, really empathetic towards other people, really seek to know and understand, um, but also very, let's get things moving. Let's do something big. Let's do something really great. Um, and I tend to be a chatterbox. So that's me in a nutshell. That's, I, yeah, I concur. That is absolutely you as I know you. We've known each other for one plus years. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. seems right on par. Yeah. I guess I guess we should have had an anniversary. Oh my gosh. We didn't even like take each other out or anything. Oh, I'll get you flowers next time I see you. <laughs> <laughs> I think that we can uh go into the spiritual uh uh maybe self identifiers. It's weird to put yourself mm -hmm. in a box, um, because you know, no one wants to live in a uh in a box of isolation or, or segmentation because we were ever evolving, ever changing people. But I think it's at least helpful for us to define kind of where we're starting from um, in this conversation. Can you hear my squeaky ass chair? Um, I did hear a little, a little squeak. Ooh, squeak. Yeah. I, I like, um, <laughs> I like antique furniture if you can't tell. Um, so if I collapse to the ground, um, that's my uh, six year old chair. <laughs> given out. Um, okay, so spiritual boxes uh, definitely identify as pagan, which is a super large umbrella term, as we know. Um, I would say that I'm a hard polytheist in that I believe in multiple gods, not a monotheistic um, point of view. And um, I believe in many gods, and I believe that they are actually real entities that exist somewhere in some space. Um, and uh, I think we've talked about this, um, Danny, where it's like very much American gods illustrates my point yes. of view, where I think, yeah, everybody's gods are real to them. Whatever you think is going to happen to you after you die, that's what happens to you. So um, that's where I'm at. I am a uh, currently a seeker on a traditional uh, Wiccan path. And so we'll talk more about that. Um, but yeah, that's that's where that's the box I'd put myself in. Where would you put yourself, Danny? I think you and I are kind of in the same realms. Um, so I'm definitely pagan. Um, and I do kind of believe in this hard polytheism in the sense that I think the energy that has been put into things, kind of that American God belief mm -hmm. um, is has created these entities, whether intentional or not. Um, and I really love, I guess, from that same perspective, the idea that like a God in one place may not be the same um, kind of personality that that God has mm -hmm. in another place, um, depending on how they're worshipped, how they're venerated, you know, all of those things. Um, and I do also, I guess, have 
kind of a pantheist view on things. I think there is a spiritual sense to all things. I think we're not like here by happenstance, I guess. So um, I don't believe in like a, a a one true God or anything like that, but I think everything has a, a divinity to it. Um, and I am also a seeker in a traditional Wiccan path. Yeah. Is this where we reveal that we're in an outer court together? Or are we, is um, that a secret? Are we I, that I just secret? don't know a better time to do it since we're going to probably keep referencing it. So yeah, let's do yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. So Oak and I um, are in an outer court together currently um, for a Gardnerian outer court. Um, and it has been an absolute pleasure to do this process with her. I was uh, mortified when I started and it was just me um, because everyone else seemed <laughs> so much further along and like they had way better ideas of what was going on. Um, and then uh, Dan- I'm Danny and then Oak came in and she. <laughs> oh, my God. And- you revealed we're also not using our real names. Danny, uh, there's so many secrets being revealed. <laughs> In the it's first fine. episode, what are we doing? Um, We're terrible yeah, at keeping secrets. <laughs> literally the worst. We're the worst. Um, yeah. Yeah. So Oak and I are in the same outer court together for a Gardnerian path. And I am just so thankful that she is going down this road with me. I think when I first joined the outer court, it was literally just me. I was the only seeker. Um, and that was very Aww. awkward. Um, I, I really thrive with companionship um and it's probably my cancer son um and so i was really excited when they told me that somebody else was kind of joining the group and that we'd be kind of running this process alongside each other parallel to each other and uh it has been phenomenal to be going through this process with oak yeah i think we should talk more about that for sure i think that's a a worthy topic to mm-hmm. talk about like the connections that you've built in an outer court um and yeah, you're special and I love you too. You're wonderful. Okay. <laughs> um, let's do this. Um, tell me uh, if you want to kind of keep going on the topic here of like yeah. your spiritual past and like what kind of brought you to witchcraft, Wicca, paganism, all of that yeah. space. So Why are you here? I am originally from a pretty Christian um Appalachian family. Um, So my family has this kind of weird, we don't talk about it, but we all acknowledge it thing where very few people in my family would call themselves outwardly witches. Um, But Mm. so many of them are in fact practitioners. Um, They would call themselves superstitious, not a little stitious, but superstitious. Totally. Um, Yeah. But like it's I didn't realize till I was older that it was very abnormal to like spit in your mop water like the rest of the world's not doing that <laughs> um but that's very normative um where my family is from um my grandmother is a witch um that unfortunately I don't have a lot of connection with because she is also severely mentally ill um and so I, that piece of her is really kind of lost to me. Um, my aunt is also a witch and outwardly would call herself a witch. Um, and then my other aunt is again, just superstitious. Um, and, and that's really kind of where I'm from. I grew up in a not very Christian home. My mom from her childhood experiences has kind of just rejected religion in general, um, because of kind of how she grew up and issues with her mother and, um, so I really began delving into more mainstream witchcraft, um, kind of deciding that maybe the folk way was maybe not the normative way um, mm-hmm. about three years ago, and then have kind of gone down this more traditional path about two years ago um, with traditional Wicca, and then have now kind of come full circle back into folk magic and coming back around to um, the roots and what kind of currently speaks to me. And then I'm currently seeking initiation in the same outer court as Oak. That's such a cool story. You're so cool. You know, but tell me me what's (laughs) going on with you, Oak. Tell me your background. Give it to us. What what do we need to know about you? Yeah. um, Well, I definitely grew up Southern Baptist. Um, My grandmother was a born-again Christian, as 
Um, she was recovering from alcoholism. And so she definitely, you know, left the bottle and turned to Jesus and she was super devout. So I think that's really where I got my initial um, exposure to religion in general. And um, so definitely have read the Bible multiple times um, in that space. I think that there's a lot of interesting things in the Bible that are useful. Uh, and then I would say probably the next piece was that um, I went to Catholic school, which I was like super excited about because it was in the 90s and the crap came out and they wore uniforms and it looked real cute. So <laughs> went to Catholic <laughs> school for a few years um, loved all of the drama, loved the incense, loved the choreographed uh, bits of it and all the holy water and all those good witchy things. Um, and um, yeah, and then my mom became born again as well. And so she actually started attending a non-denominational church, uh, which was, um, it's so interesting, they call it non-denomination. I think it's just because it's like, just take the extreme version of Christianity and it's that. Um, so they would like <laughs> speak in tongues and it was very intense. It was very like either you're for God or you're against God. And they had strict lines in the sand about what was um, good and what was bad. So it was a really interesting point of view to see kind of that religious zealousness. Um, and then on the other end of the spectrum, you know, my dad is uh, – super atheist. And I would almost put him on the spectrum of like being nihilist. Um, I'd love to get into those definitions at another point. Um, because I think there's, you know, from pantheist to agnostic to atheist, it's, I think there's a lot of definitions there. And I love a definition because my Mercury's in Capricorn. Um, <laughs> but uh, I won't bore us with those definitions. But yeah, I mean, I grew up in the 90s because your girl is over 40. And um, <laughs> so in the 90s, witchcraft was, you know, obviously a topic of pop culture. And but I think it also just really sparked a general interest in religion. So like, Buddhism, and I mean, even Christianity, I think it's really interesting. There's a lot of beautiful truths in it. So I mm -hmm. am always because of all of my Scorpio placements, uh, been looking for the answers, you know, and, and what's hidden. But I started exploring Wicca um, via a UU church, uh, UU church, a uh, Unitarian Universalist, um, probably like in the early aughts, and um, stayed with them for like a half a year or so. And then I ended up moving to another place and that wasn't um, really on my radar anymore. But I circled back around, you know, I don't know, 10 years later uh, and found my way into like an outer court that um, was also in a traditional path. It's more of a um, offshoot of Gardnerian Wicca, which, but not Gardnerian, and learned a lot from that group, a ton, really. Um, the outer court was super educational based, a lot like hours and hours of teaching. So I learned so much from that group. Um, the group kind of imploded um, as they do from time to time. And um, so then I ended up being solitary for another couple of years. And I had actually reached out to our um, high priest and who runs our outer court um, kind of at the start of the pandemic. But of course, the pandemic happened. And so um, I didn't really pursue it. And um, so I really was, uh, I think, doing like outreach to our HP for probably a year before we actually ended up meeting and um, doing the initial uh, interview, if you will, to see if I'm worthy of uh, meeting um, the outer court. And so that is, yeah, I mean, it was really silent of 2021 that I started with mm -hmm. the outer court. And you were, what was, was it Beltane for you? Was it, um, when did you yeah, start with the it outer court? It was right at, yeah, it was right at Beltane. Mm -hmm. um, back, right. Okay. I guess if that was 2021 for you, then it would have been a 2021 for me. Yep. Yeah. I think I really started focusing back on the craft and practicing it um, probably, oh, I guess it would be six years now. It was, um, there was an astrological event actually that um, I used to mark the occasion, which we can talk more about, but yeah. So that's, that's what led me here. Um, 
I'd be interested. I think the next thing that we said that we wanted to talk about was, you know, what are you currently obsessed with? I think mm-hmm. obviously a lot of this podcast is going to be influenced by what selfishly we want to talk about and what we want to nerd out about. Um, so that's probably useful. Um, so what are yeah. you focusing on right now, Danny? What's your what's your current obsession? Yeah. So I think, you know, as part of this kind of coming full circle thing, I really am coming back to the folk magic pieces um, and trying to like really delve into like, where did these practices come from? Where do they originate? How did they kind of meld together um, to become what they are in Appalachia now? And so um, that is like my current obsession is trying to find kind of the roots of some of these quote unquote superstitions um, and these, you know, cures for the superstitions. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's kind of my new obsession is reading everything I can get my hands on, which is um, also surprisingly little uh, for this area. There's there's a lot about folk magic out there, but very little about Appalachia as a whole and like how these practices kind of came to be. So that's a big focus of mine right now. Um, as someone who cooks a lot and also has celiacs and so I can't eat a lot of things, um, I am really into kitchen witchery. I do a lot of cooking. And so I think it was just kind of a natural offshoot of both folk magic and needing to cook a lot and being a witch that I kind of have gotten into this kitchen witchery vibe lately. Um, but then also just ritualization. Um, I think as you and I are working through an outer court, um, just really finding like purpose in ritual. Um, I think a lot of times it's, you get into this, just do it where like, okay, I've got the materials and I got, you know, some words and I just, just need to do the thing. Um, and then at the end you can be really kind of dissatisfied with the way that it went because you haven't really thought through all the pieces and thought through the, well, why am I using this? Do I like this verbiage? Uh, does this really speak to me and make sense to me? And definitely something we talk about in a future podcast is, um, you know, if it doesn't make sense, it's probably not going to be your best working. So it has to make sense to you. It has to really work for you um, for it to work. Um, for instance, spell jars for the purpose of manifesting things don't work for me because they logistically don't make sense to me. Um, totally. Why would you bottle up something that you want to work that you want to put out there that you want to create and and multiply and it for me mentally it doesn't make sense and that's why they don't work for me so um really Mm -hmm. delving into ritualization and what do the things mean and how how does it show up in in my workings oak what are you obsessed with right now well, I'm obsessed with you. Um, I, the whole time I wanted to be like, uh-huh, yep, oh my gosh, that's so cool. Uh, but I don't think that that actually translates <laughs> well in this medium. But um, yeah, I mean, I've definitely benefited from all of your uh, kitchen witch uh, focus because <laughs> I also um, need to be gluten-free. I'm certainly not on the celiac spectrum, but um, I also uh, would identify as needing to be gluten-free. And so I have benefited multiple times from um, your <laughs> your baking <laughs> and cooking and deliciousness. So there's that. I support you in your kitchen witchery. Um, I, <laughs> yeah, obviously the ritual construction and, and thinking about um you know, how to create ritual and space that makes sense to me. Um, You know, I I think right now, obviously, we are in the outer court practicing ritual from that point of view. I think I'm also trying to preserve, you know, a personal practice within that space and um, continue to hold on to like my triggers of what um, I keep uh, personal. So ritual construction, just, you know, learning in the outer court, um, Danny's experiences, but I'm like somebody that needs to know the meaning of every word and why are we saying that versus this. And so um, really microscope level evaluation of uh, ritual. And then, um, as I already said, astrology. I mean, between those two things, I could uh, spend a lifetime. So um <laughs> But yeah, yeah. I mean, I think of those right now, astrology being such a big topic and one that I avoided for so long um, is taking up most of my um, my study. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I totally uh, can concur that you do need to break things apart into all of its pieces. But that is also what I love about you because you like force me to ask questions I would not normally have even thought to ask because I'm like, I don't know, just that's just how we do it. That's just how it's, um, which is also just in my nature with folk magic. Like somebody has passed it down to me and said, this is why we do it. And I'm like, wait, maybe I should be asking why. Um, so I do love that about you is that you really force me to to look at things and be like, are we just doing this because someone said we should? Or are we doing this because it makes sense for the working? And I'm like, you have really excellent points. You have really excellent points there. I, you know, I didn't take that point of view. Like that makes such, that makes so much sense, right? Like your background of folk magic being like, um, the information that's being passed down to you is a gift. So like, don't question a gift, just kind of like accept it and work with it. And I didn't make that connection. That's really interesting. Yeah. I mean, for me, I'm just like, I wouldn't say I'm like rebellious and I don't think I am like, I push back against tradition, obviously, because I'm like seeking a traditional path, but I definitely am somebody who questions because I've benefited and been, I think, praised honestly for questioning things. Um, I've not really kept myself in places where um, questioning something is a bad thing. And I think we're in a place Mm -hmm. in society where we know that like when people question things, it's not a bad thing. It's, it's actually them seeking to understand something on a, on a deeper level. So, but Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm a pain in the ass, Uh, (laughs) (laughs) but in a really like meaningful way. Okay, good. Yes. Yeah. No, I love it so much. No, absolutely. I think, you know, it, it just, develops like further understanding and that's what i really appreciate like when you do push back on things and i'm like yeah no i exactly see what you mean and where you're coming from and so i that's one of the things i really love about working with you is that your brain just works in a different way than mine um where most people be like oh well we just we just don't work the same way and i'm like no i love that so much because uh it really just gives me this full perspective of things it really makes me think about things on a deeper level and really delve into those things um, kind of trying to match your brain power and where you're at. And so it kind of forces me to think about things in a different way and kind of broaden my horizons. Oh, thank you. I feel, I feel seen and accepted. I think like, um, we're totally attracted to each other magically. We have, we have magic crushes on each other. Yeah. I'm, I'm just always inspired by, um, so I have, I'm gonna explain everything through astrology. (laughs) Um, So I have my, um, my North node is in cancer, right? Which is, uh, your son. So the nurturing, um, side of you and how you thrive in relationships, like not just one relationship, but multiple relationships. And the fact that you're just so nurturing, um, is really, really interesting to me because that's like, just not who I am. I generally have like really intense individual relationships. I wouldn't describe myself as nurturing to everyone. Like no one would ever call me nice. (laughs) um, And no, I mean, but it's cool because I'm not, that's not my goal in life is to be likable. My my goal is to be meaningful. Right. And so, um, and I think that uh, your um, organic accepting approach to um, the practice is probably a really good uh, <laughs> bit of chill to my intensity. And <laughs> also, not that anybody will ever see this um, through this medium, but I have really enjoyed watching you move in circle. And when you've been doing like the high priestess things, you have really beautiful hand movements. I just want to say I have a hand crush on um, how you present. <laughs> not to make you like <laughs> self uh, aware and therefore, um, nervous in those spaces but you move beautifully you move like a dancer you know what several people have told me that i have dancers feet i really just think it's because i have child-sized feet but um (laughs) (laughs) no one's ever said that to me so (laughs) people are like oh wow you have uh uh soccer player feet (laughs) there is a lot of fine motor skills and dexterity required for that though so fair fair i'm I'm definitely a jock you're definitely you know the pretty cheerleading artist so i'm here for it it's good balance right that's exactly what we're here for life is all about balance i'm a firm (laughs) believer in that love it so i thought to continue um so we have an intro 
episode where we introed ourselves, which makes sense, I thought we would take the inception a step further and have a podcast reviewing other podcasts. Clearly, um, there is a really healthy community of witchy podcasters out there. And I'm certainly not trying to necessarily fill any missing space in the um, witch cast um, sphere of reality there. I I think we have a lot of things already covered. Selfishly, the reason that I'm wanting to do this podcast is to hold myself accountable. I am, as Gretchen Rubin would describe, a... uh, an upholder where if I have to deliver information to other people, it actually helps me um, have ownership over it and it helps motivate me. So um, I see this as kind of a motivation, um, but I wanted to call out all of my inspirations and the podcasts that I have really enjoyed. And honestly, I, I assume that we'll be referencing and paying homage to uh, slash stealing things from other podcasts (laughs) as, you know, as any good artist does, you steal uh, what works. And um, so I I think we'll be playing some of these things into our own um, structure. So I wanted us to talk through that. I know that you are an avid podcast consumer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I definitely believe one in raccooning these things away. Uh, There just is, like you said, so (laughs) much good media out there um and so many frameworks that i really do appreciate of course things out there that i think we all hate uh shout out to ads directly in the middle of someone speaking um but there are so many things that i do love that are out there and i and i would like to you know call out some of those those great spaces that exist um so for me first one i've got up here one of my absolute favorites i mean I could gush about these guys all day long. I feel like <laughs> parasocially, um, we are BFFs. They just, they don't know it yet. Um, but I love coffee and cauldrons, okay? It is one of those things that I turn on on my way home um, when I just need to unwind for my day and just have like two great hosts who are just going to laugh at each other and have a great time and kind of give me little insights into their brains at the moment. Um, But that podcast is ran by Robin Valentine. She's the author of Magical Tarot and Maria the Arcane. They are both tarot readers, which I think is awesome because as someone who dabbles in tarot, but is definitely not at that level. Um, I just like seeing how their brains work in relation to those cards and to different decks and all of that. Um, they also in kind of the structure of their episodes, they cover a tarot card each episode, along with the current astrological kind of placement at that moment. Um, And then also this lovely little section called What's Stirring Your Cauldron, um, which I really love, um, because they really kind of call out what's happening in the witch sphere right now. And Um, what is not so great in our community, but also what is wonderful and kind of uplifting those ideas. Um, And then they also do this segment at the end about shops and artists and art that they're loving. And these are completely like non-paid for um, advertisements and recommendations. These are just things that they've kind of organically found out there that they're like, hey, take a look at this. Um, And I have found so many other great witches, so many other great shops, um, so many other avenues of like art and creativity um, through that, that got to pay homage to that because I really appreciate how much they've kind of broadened my witch horizons. Um, I totally, I totally had to start. Yeah. I I had to start following them um, when you mentioned them because I think I had found them early on and followed them on Insta, but I somehow they just kind of got out of my algorithm uh, (laughs) on Spotify. That's where I consume all of my podcasts. Um, Yeah. I started listening to them and uh, I do really love that stirring the cauldron. Um, that segment in their in their podcast and they do have such a lovely i think um compliment back and forth the fact that they're both tarot readers reviewing tarot is what i really appreciate i i um totally understand the idea of using a podcast as of like a way of forcing yourself to study things because i think we'll probably do that uh (laughs) but i i really appreciate you know, people who are veterans at something who have been doing it, you know, for more than five years and even make money off of these things, um, bringing their points of view to a deep dive, right? Like how many episodes have you had of like novice intro? uh, I'm not gonna use the word baby witch because I find that offensive. Um, But (laughs) 
you know, folks that definitely would not identify as professionals um, talking about tarot. For me, it's like, I don't need to know what aces mean. I don't need to know what the suit of cups means. Like, I appreciate a deeper dive. So um, thanks for reminding me about coffee and cauldrons. Of course, of course. Um, I think I'm going to kind of ping pong over to you. What is one of your podcasts that you're obsessed with? Um, Okay, so we're going to do like no particular order. Um, And I thought it was really cool, too, because when I'm looking at your list on the show notes here, we only had one that overlapped, which we'll have to get to. But the uh, first, I think, podcast um, that I found myself just super excited about, number one, going through all of the... um, episodes. I think she was already on like season two. So there was uh, a number of backlogged episodes I could consume, but um, was Pam Grossman. So she's the author of um, Seeking. No, she's author of Witch Wave. um, And shit, I didn't even forget to actually see the title of her book. I'll have to find it on my shelves while you're talking. But uh, she is... Um, she's out in New York, so she has that amazing, like, New York sensibility that's, like, totally mm-hmm. to the point. However, she is um, and was really influential in the New York art scene and cultivating kind of the craft um, artist points of view. She speaks about really amazing artists and has um, content creators and witches and people who are maybe slightly outside of that spectrum, but um, play into the archetype of the witch. She talks a lot about the witch archetype. Um, So she also brings in like writers and musicians. She's just, I think, tapping into a really great space in art, the cross-section of art and witchcraft. Um, And Oh my gosh, this woman is so eloquent and has such a beautiful speaking voice and is like all the things that I just won't be <laughs> ever <laughs> as a podcaster. Um, and so I definitely have a, a total crush on her speaking voice and the cadence at which she speaks and how she, I mean, she's clearly a writer and how she strings together words. Um, so it's been really fun to follow her on her um, journey because she's now full-time um, you know, content creator whereas before she initially started um, with a day job. Um, and so it's been interesting just to, just to watch her grow and to um, read her book. She actually, fun fact, uh, did some consulting work on the new craft. Oh, interesting. yeah, right? Yeah. So uh, maybe if we ever get to talk with her, I'll be like two steps removed from the craft. The craft. Really, like living out your childhood dreams, truly. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It'd be so amazing. Yeah. All right. What about you? What's your next one? Um, So the next one I have up is Invoking Witchcraft. Um, So J. Allen Cross, uh, the author of American Brujeria and Britton Boyd, the author of her brand new book just recently came out, Earth Witch. Um, They host that podcast. Um, I really kind of fell in love with it because they have this focus on folk magic, earth magic, um, magic from different cultures, um, and then also some episodes that are kind of outside of the witchcraft box. Um, I think there's an episode about Bigfoot in there. Like, so there's some other stuff in there to kind of keep you invested. Yeah. You know, and some different things. Um, uh, however, heads up that they did just recently announce kind of the end of their podcast, which is very sad for me. Um, Britton Boyd recently had a baby and Jay Allen Cross is kind of getting into some new projects. And so um, they've decided to kind of not create any more episodes. However, they're leaving up all their previous episodes. So there's still all of this value and on all of these episodes um, that really, you know, just keep it fun, keep it light. Um, I think they come from two different ends of the witchcraft spectrum. Um, and I really just appreciate hearing their different points of view on things and how those points of view kind of crisscross and intersect. I have not um, started listening to um, all of their episodes and I totally appreciate like the idea of, you know, when you start a podcast, uh, it, there's obviously a pretty big commitment. And, mm-hmm. you know, if you recently had a child or you're going to have a child, like the idea of trying to do both of those things well um, seems to me quite difficult. So I love just yeah. the acknowledgement of like, hey, the place in my life has changed and therefore I'm going to change and not like holding yourself um, to previous decisions. Love that. 
that that's mm-hmm. so real and so true. We have to do that all the time in our own practice. Um, yeah, so absolutely. Love yeah, love that. Okay, what I is did find next up for you. Yeah, I found I was looking through my library here. If you could hear me crinking around, um, waking <laughs> the witch is Pam Grossman's book. It's so stupid good. Um, it talks about you know all of the uh, witch archetypes in pop culture. Um, so highly recommend it. Have you read that one? No, I haven't. I'll have to add it to okay. my never-ending library list. Yeah, I mean, do you I know, ever right? stop reading? Literally never. Okay. I mean, I hear you, and but I'm going to like just go ahead and um, make an endorsement that it should move to the top of your list because it's so easy to read. I am a person that struggles that. Um, often with reading like hard, old-school, old-fashioned, papery books. And I totally read this whole thing cover to cover like in a week, which is unheard of for me. I'm definitely um, an audiobook connoisseur. So, um, but yes, can't, can't speak highly enough about um, Pam Grossman. Also, I'm in sales. Can you tell? I'm like totally selling you. <laughs> I'm gross. You're like, um, let me tell you why you should upgrade actually to the hardcover version. Um, let me. <laughs> I'm like, what would be your objection here to reading this book? Let me go ahead and address your concerns. Um, <laughs> at any rate, uh, so my next one <laughs> that again, I think this is the same. I have the same vibe here. Like when I started to listen to this podcast, I got into the space where I was just excited for them to have their releases. I think that they do this maybe bi-weekly or weekly. I'm not sure the, I can't remember the frequency, but is um, Bonfire Babble. Had you heard of this one? I have heard of it, but I have not picked yeah. it up yet. Okay. So <laughs> what's really funny is this one and the next one that I'm going to talk about, they have this um, uh, dynamic that's created uh, between kind of like a younger, older, uh, which I mean, not that much age difference, but there's very different personalities. One's kind of more maternal and the other person is less maternal. <clears throat> I don't know if you I, feel I've that never seen right that now. compilation of people before <laughs> ever. I- yes, yes. Um, so <laughs> Corey and Detta, they live in Seattle. First thing that I love that they do is they do land acknowledgements, um, which we're going to steal, right? We talked about that. 100%. Yeah. Um, I think it is so meaningful that we are continuing to address the fact that we're on stolen land and uh, that we benefit from this idea of, um, you know, colonialization. We we own property, which is just a nonsensical idea, um, mm-hmm. which is all problematic. I think we both probably c- cried um, out of... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> out of uh, shame and uh, and pain when we read um, Braiding Sweetgrass, right? Just mm-hmm. uh, white guilt all day. Um, but yeah. yeah, so if we can just at least acknowledge that we have, you know, we're on land that was um, populated and cared for by other folks, I think that's really meaningful and we're going to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that I like is that they both, um, I think, have a passion for storytelling and see that as like a spiritual practice um, and how that can definitely add magic to your life. They're also like beautiful trained vocalists and they have this intro song where they both um, sing together the song that they wrote. And every time it comes on, I totally am like singing along with them, which I assume that they know that that happens. But if they don't, well, I hope they listen to this because <laughs> I totally am singing along with them. We are not um, stealing that, I, to be clear, gather right? Gather around, gather around. Yeah, I um, <laughs> zero, zero talents um, in the singing oh. sphere. Uh. <laughs> the 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 other thing that they do that I really like is um, they do great book reviews, like book reviews where they're not trying to give you every point, but I think they're they're pulling out the most meaningful points, and I think that generally reflects. Um, things that I have also taken away from books that they've reviewed that I've also read. Um, So I really appreciate that. And they also, I think, point out the references like, oh, they're clearly pulling from from this reference and talk about the things that are potentially problematic or just a point of view, not fact. Um, So love their book reviews. And there's also this other interesting thing that's going on, which is... um, Corey is going through, you know, she's in the time of her life where she's having a lot of transitions. And I think having a public experience of what those transitions are, like trying to um, find boundaries and um, just create the life that is most healthy for her. And she like shares about that. So I love that, that she's like being vulnerable and sharing her kind of 
path and Detta <laughs> is she has these fits of feminine rage over like social issues and I'm just so here for it. Same. <laughs> she goes from talking like I love talking with trees and she's like death to the oppressors and I'm just like <laughs> it's such a change of speed from like her normal um tone to like then her her uh angst filled rage uh fits i just it's amazing so yeah highly recommend bonfire babble they do really fun segments too where like they start off with a topic where they go through the citations of a topic um they also then get into the actual content so citations are major i mean making sure that you're clear around who you're referencing and where you got information to then empower uh, readers or listeners to find their, uh, find the content so they themselves can get to the source and not just take your interpretation of that, I think is super important. And we have a responsibility to do that. So love their citations. Yeah. Yeah. I love when people like note where they're getting stuff from, because so many times I've been like, that is literally contrary to what I know or what, what I've read. And so then I can be like, Oh, I see where you're going with this. Okay. I can see what you mean. Yeah. Um, so I really, really appreciate when people like cite your work, essentially, you know, yeah. let's go back to ninth grade high school. Let's just cite our work. <laughs> let's just say where we're getting it from uh, so that we can yeah. all be more educated. Give credit where credit's due. You don't have to be the first person to think of something um, to then leverage it. Like there's mm -hmm. beautiful ideas out there. And so long as we give um, shout outs to the creators and then also give access to that original content. Um, I mean, that's kind of what we're doing here, right? We're going to steal some shit yeah. from other podcasters, but we're going to say yeah. where it came from. So love that. Mm -hmm. What's, what's next on your it. list? Oh, yes. Um, so I have... Witch Wednesdays um, with Steph and Tara originally started with both co-hosts and then now they've kind of moved to where Steph is really like running the show. Tara makes appearances, but then Steph also has other people kind of come on. Um, they are two witches who are also um, lawyers in their regular day to day. So that is a very interesting perspective, I think, to have um, two people who have this very working within the beauty that is the American justice system um, and <laughs> kind of then also working within the system of, of paganism, of, of witchcraft. And um, it, it's just really interesting to see two people kind of coming from those two different playing fields, find each other one and be so like not the same. They're very um, kind of perpendicular to each other um, and the way they kind of really beautifully meshed together. Um, and mm. then they also have really, what I really appreciate about their podcast when I originally came to it um, was they start very beginner. Um, so they start with very like, these are your tools. What is salt? Why do we use it? Um, basic astrology concepts, um, basic divination concepts. And then as time has gone on, they've really built and built and built. So if you followed them from the beginning, you've really like built this base knowledge that has gone from foundational to now being a lot more abstract um, to really like pulling together loose ends and really building something different. Um, and I just love that. I, I love, you know, being able to kind of follow a podcast from its inception and from its starting point, And then it, that relationship really developing over time um, to really build out something unique, but also um, a lot deeper on a lot deeper level. I love that. There's some, yeah. um, we should maybe do an episode on um, attorney witches. I, I, that, this just sparked an idea for me. Like I have a few uh, folks that I know are influential witches in the space that, you know, maybe have been in the space since the seventies. Um, yeah. I love a, love a attorney, witch. here for it. Right. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Love it. Um, okay. So for me, um, which space is the next one I'm going to talk about? Um, we have Gemini and Scorpio. Again, um, there's like the nurturing mom and the <laughs> and the more like uh, brash to the point, opinionated, not interested in being identified as being nice uh, personality, which, you know, I can relate Again, to. Again, never heard of that, uh, that uh, compilation. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love it. And they're... Um, they're located in the Hudson Valley. So we get this really great, um, I don't know that it's 
Jersey or New York. And I know that there's a major difference and some people are going to be triggered by me not even knowing the difference. But I know Scorpio <laughs> has that amazing accent that I'm just, I love. Um, and so it's Scorpio and Gemini are the two co-hosts. And again, they do amazing um, book reviews and they've been at it for a minute. So they have, I think, just a lot of maturity in the content that they bring and their relationship is clearly developed. Um, so I've been you know, following them forever. Um, they talk a lot about paradigms. They nerded out on a recent episode about the kind of overlap of psychology and witchcraft and how Young was a contemporary of Gerald Gardner. Mm. Mind blown. I was like, oh, mm -hmm. shit, they were working <laughs> at the same time. They were referencing each other. Like, nice. boom, love that. Um, so, yeah, so they are, I think one of them is a scientist. I think the other one's a teacher um, or one's a scientist teacher. At any rate, they're wonderful, brilliant humans. And I love their podcast. Nice, nice. Um, yeah. The next one I have up is one of those that I think is just a little bit more off the wall. And listen, I love things that challenge my perspective. I love things that are like very different from who I am or, or different from the way my mind works. Um, and so this podcast is The Real Witches of the End Times, um, hosted by Mana, Mana Aylin. Um, And the thing that I love about them is they're just so authentically informal and just whatever comes to mind, that's what they're going to say. Um, and I love that. So they are also a tarot reader. Um, most of their episodes have a guest that has some kind of different specialty um, that they kind of use that episode to both educate and like broaden people's understanding of that topic. And those topics range from like – Oh my gosh, possession, um, to ghost hunting, to um, werewolf like subculture, like just all over the place. And I love it so much. Um, the episode titles are just like a clip of the actual episode itself, and it's just like a verbiage from that. So you really don't know what you're clicking on exactly, um, unless you read the sub notes and I just love it so much. I, I love things that like are just kind of off the wall and let me kind of get my wheel of fortune knowledge together, you know, just <laughs> random whatever comes to mind. Um, I appreciate them so much and I really enjoy like logging into the next episode and not having any idea what roller coaster I'm about to be on. That's so fun. I love that. I love that person's name say that again it's mana what's mana so they don't normally use their last well what's listed as their last name aelin they just hey it's mana um so as i was typing that i was like i don't know if i've ever heard them say their last name so hopefully aelin is correct if not you can totally come on our podcast that's an amazing name yes come clarify your name for us and um i actually you know peeking at your notes uh, before this episode, I had not heard a single episode of this podcast. So I had to check it out on my walk this morning. And um, they had I, I chose an episode again, not knowing what it was going to be about, but uh, <laughs> Pennsylvania Dutch magic. Did you hear that episode? Yeah. Yes. Oh, my gosh. So cool. I didn't even realize that the Pennsylvania Dutch were not Dutch. Um, right. So interesting. Yeah. So interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I love that. I love having a totally new point of view on some topics. And yeah, I'm, I'm certainly, I'm not a fantasy person. I'm not yeah. like, I'm not, I, it's, I know that's polarizing. Like I'm not here for Lord of the Rings. Ooh, we might've already <laughs> lost people. I know. I know. Um, but uh, so I'm like, hmm, werewolves, I feel resistance, but maybe that means I should listen to it. I don't know. Right. Yeah. Like I, you know, it's just not something I've ever picked up and honestly on my own of my own choosing i don't know that i would pick it up but mm -hmm. kind of loving that podcast has kind of been like well let me just let me just hear what let me just hear what someone has to say about it let me just see how and then i learn all this stuff that i'm like cool well at least now i have that again foundational knowledge that uh if somebody is like i'm really into werewolf mythology cool let me tell you everything that i've learned from my friend mana here um and their yeah. guests right yeah. And I think it's too, it's often like I can hear a message more easily if I trust mm -hmm. 
the person who's delivering the message. And I think that this yeah. person is, is um, a, a smart cookie who's presenting 100%. with some interesting facts. And I love that. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So I'm going to go to the next one. Again, these are in no particular order. This podcast comes out very infrequently, <laughs> which, um, I, you know, as somebody who can see this being a daunting task, I can understand why they would want to not try to over deliver in the frequency of their podcast. But um, this one is Witch with Books. And so the primary presenter is Jason Mankey and the um, host Megan Rosen Breyer, um, I believe is how you say their last name. Um, they are two very um, learned witches. Um, Jason is a prolific author for Llewellyn and is just constantly writing. Um, and Meg is also, um, I believe she's even like a librarian, if I want to misquote that. Somebody can fact check me. I can come back and edit this if that's not <laughs> true. Uh, but so um, they, yeah, they just review books. They talk about, um, you know, different seasons, book releases, what new books are. They talk about some, um, they bring authors on and talk about their works and their points of view. And so, um, yeah, if I can get like hyped up about a book and like know where the author's coming from and their point of view and know like where those points of view contrast and get other people's thoughts on a book before I even approach a book, I feel like it's easier for me to dive into the content um, because I'm so questioning about everything like well where'd you get that or what's your citation is that your opinion is that a fact right like all of those things are always going through my brain when i'm reading a book um being able to have a kind of intro to the book before i read it is really useful so i just i really love this podcast and i've read many um a new book that i would have not otherwise known about uh, because of them so love it jason yankee's yes. also a really fun um, author in a really approachable way. Um, his work on um, the horned gods is, is really um, influential to me. So love that yeah. one. Love, love a good a good podcast that just makes my ever-growing list of books just even longer. You know what I mean? Um, enough yeah. books to last me the rest of my lifetime. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh, that list is so long. Um, and then I think the next one up for me is is the one that kind of intersects for both of us. Um, and so if you are an avid podcast listener, particularly in the Gardnerian sphere, um, this one probably shouldn't be a surprise to anyone. Um, so um, for me, um, Seeking Witchcraft is such a great podcast because it's really what kind of led me down this path to where I am in traditional oh, really? Wicca. Yeah. Yeah. I was, oh, you know, podcasting I um, and I, you know, just listening to different points of view, trying to get out of the folk magic sphere um, and trying to listen to things that are, are just different and get some different perspectives. And so when I came across Ashley's podcast, she came up very came out just very authentically her very you know real with where mm -hmm. she's at she didn't like try to misrepresent herself as being a witch with all of the knowledge and all of the inside perspective she was like hey i'm a seeker and I'm, these are the things i'm learning here are some other people who are kind of where i'm at and are learning the same things and here's our thoughts and um i think it's been really awesome to watch ashley kind of grow with her podcast and, you know, double back later in episodes and say, hey, I think we said this earlier, but this is actually, you know, more accurate or, or these are things that I said then that now maybe I've changed my mind about in the face of other facts, other points of view, um, which I think more people should do, um, is, mm -hmm. you know, in the face <laughs> of things that are maybe not who you are anymore, you know, as you grow and change yeah. or um, maybe someone has brought it to your attention that things are problematic great change like your mind that it's okay right that yeah, is that. the tenant of critical thinking let's do it more often you know <laughs> um and so i just i've really loved this podcast because you kind of followed her from seeker to initiate to now managing and running her own coven and it just it's been this really great ride to kind of follow along as i am kind of following that same path um what about you oak how are you feeling about oh my god Seeking danny i love you had the, such a like Freudian moment there where you're like, she's managing a coven. I love it. 
not she's the high priestess of a coven but i love that you're like there's a bunch of fucking logistics and the shit's hard and you're dealing with people and i'm sure it's a shit show and it's just management i love it (laughs) as as a people manager myself um that is 100 percent where my brain goes is i'm like all right so we've got to herd all of these people and ideas and thoughts and (laughs) schedules all into the same place and make them all work together yes um so I am and have been for a long time, like a self-help junkie. Um, you know, I came from a very uh, uh, traumatic and, and, and difficult childhood. And so the way that I have approached my life often is through the lens of, of self-help. And like I was watching Oprah when I was like, you know. 12 and eight. Um, so I am a really big self-help um, person. And so that led me early on to a lot of podcasts when that was kind of um, a new medium uh, to listening to a lot of people interview uh, thought leaders in the self-help space. And so I am very particular about how people are interviewed um, to a fault. <laughs> like <laughs> I have unrealistic expectations of interviews. And um, therefore, you know, for me, it would be um, kind of intense and, and maybe nerve wracking for me to interview somebody just because I was holding it up to these like really high standards of like Oprah interviewing fucking like Deepak mm-hmm. or, or Eckhart Tolle, like, you know, <laughs> Um, she's kind of the best. So uh, right. you probably weren't going to do that. So <laughs> hearing someone, I mean, to me, as you said, you know, she's definitely grown with her podcast and her, the initial episodes, um, you know, like were her interviewing people and the way that she did it imperfectly, but continued to move forward um, confidently and unapologetically. Um, it, it's really inspiring, honestly, to that sounds also like an underhanded compliment. Like, oh, you're so brave. <laughs> I know it sounds super bitchy, um, but but really, like, I think it it opened up my point of view because I was still able to hear the message clearly from the people that she was interviewing. Um, mm-hmm. And she's definitely gotten better at it over the um, seasons and episodes. And so I appreciate her confidence in the and not being perfect and being flawed. So yeah, I mean, to me, that's really commendable. Um, and the people that she interviews as well. Um, I have really enjoyed learning from her high priest and her high priestess. Um, Azazel is really an interesting person that I'd love to probably interview more. Um, and now she has a high priest that she's working with Seamus. No, no, mm-hmm. the other way around. Her high priest is Seamus and her now high priest that she's working with her partner is Azazel. And Azazel has mm-hmm. a podcast called Feast of Torches. Um, and yes. he is a really knowledgeable person. Have you listened to that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but we have to get a Zazel like a microphone or a program because the volume's all over the place. But yeah. he is so smart and has such good information. Um, mm-hmm. So I highly recommend it. You you might have to play with your own volumes <laughs> settings to, to get through some of those. Yeah. Um, do, do not recommend and, in the car um, where suddenly yes. you like blow your speakers out. And then all of a sudden you're like, I can't hear what's going on. Um, I know. But again, I know. And I, yeah. and I hate to be like, I mean, because honestly, on some level, we're reviewing these podcasts to be like, we want you to come on our podcast. And we want you <laughs> and we want to go on your podcast. And so we're totally being like. On one hand, kissing their ass, and on the other hand, being like, um, so like your volumes, you're going to have to like work on that. Um, <laughs> but I think it's important to yeah. retain a critical point of view and not just kiss people's asses. So I think they'll appreciate yeah. our honesty. But yeah, no, seeking witchcraft, so meaningful. The Gardnerian topics that they cover, um, really useful. To your point uh, around Ashley changing her mind um like starting are you i'm specifically the thing that sticks out to me is her take on sky clad and how she took us through the journey of being like really resistant to the idea of nudity mm-hmm. and, and ritual nudity and then kind of coming around and changing her mind was that the thing that you were thinking about um no actually so i was thinking about they did a wheel of the year episode where they were talking about um kind of some of the uh, i don't want to call them base level but some of the like slap on titles for those sabbats and so yeah. very confidently it was like maybon and this is and then mm-hmm. she had a future episode where she was like actually maybon's made up that's not a thing um someone just mm-hmm. slapped that name on there um so then just like coming back and doing a whole episode about hey we presented this information and now we'd like to like 
build out that information and make sure that you guys have a more in-depth understanding about like, where did these titles come from? Um, how quote unquote legitimate are they? Um, and what are maybe some other things that are out there that you should know about? And I, she has so many of those examples though, where I just really appreciate someone kind of diving back in and saying, oh, you know what? Some Something or someone has made me wiser. Um, and now I'd like to share that wealth of knowledge with you instead of like doubling down on being wrong. I love that. Totally. Totally. Yeah. I feel like with the Sabbaths, <laughs> uh, you know, in astrology, well, <laughs> I did it again. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. Coming um, back so- to astrology. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, but legitimately in astrology, one of the big like bust your bubble revelation moments is that there's different house systems. So, um, you know, of course there's the planets and there's the astrological signs and then there's like house systems, right? So one, first house, second house, third house, all the, is that, are you familiar with all those ideas? Yeah. Okay. Yes. As a, so as a very problem. base level understanding. If yeah. you're a novice, yeah. I am like whatever is below that. Uh. But you've heard the word. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm familiar okay. with the base level concept. <laughs> so the house systems, it's a pluralization. House systems. There's multiple systems, mm-hmm. which means that there's Placidus, there's whole sign. They're uh, tropical. There are uh, different schools of thought about what actually and where – and how much, how large a house system in terms of the degrees um, exist. And so the reason I say all of this is to say that um, in astrology, there's differing points of view. And on some level, you get to a place where you're like, how are all of these quote unquote um, gurus, experts, um, people who have been in the space so long, masters really, how can they have a different point of view? Like there has to be one real truth. And I kind of uh, approach that suspension of disbelief or the not needing a right answer in how I look at the Sabbaths, right? Um, Where, wait, Mabon isn't Mabon? What do you mean? Somebody made that up in the 60s to like fill a spot? What? Um, That can be a real like throw the baby out with a bathwater moment if it like Mm -hmm. jars you to the point where you're like, oh, should I have been lied to? But it's like, I approach religion as a, it's possible that it has a whose line is it anyway approach where, you know, the points don't matter and it's all made up, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, it's possible that this is all just made up and 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 it doesn't matter so long as it has meaning. Um, but yeah, I, I think the whole Mabon take is real funny to me. It, it reminded yeah. me of like, wait, there's multiple house systems? What the fuck? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. 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 So that's, you know, that's what I really appreciate, I guess, about that podcast is is uh, the the willingness to be wrong. Man, I love that. Yeah. I love that in people, too, just in general, like the willingness to be like, this is what I thought, and I don't think that anymore. So here we are. Well, I thought that we wouldn't be able to fill an hour. <laughs> and I was wrong. And because... look at us. Never should have <laughs> <fuck> up. <laughs> Hopefully... Um, I mean, I don't know. I'm not a person that cares about how long a podcast is, right? Like, I'll listen to it in chunks. And so hopefully yeah. our listeners feel the same. Um, and, you know, maybe we won't have listeners. It doesn't fucking matter. But uh, <laughs> I'm I'm fine with an hour-long episode. I don't know. We didn't talk yeah. about uh, the acceptable length of an episode. Are you in the same boat or do you feel different? Yeah. No. I mean, I think you read all these things out there, right? They're like, the average most successful episode is 22 minutes long. And I'm like, that is just enough time for you, me to, like, tell you where I'm at mentally for the day um i don't think that's enough time to do it i guess um so yeah i don't i don't have any preference of course uh listeners if you would like to give us your opinion yeah please rate us and review us um however i i just want to put all of that information out there rather than give people kind of these snippets of information that are very depersonalized and aren't you know you and me conversating back and forth enjoying this time in this space Yes, yes, yes. I love this. So if they tell us they want it to be shorter, we'll just say, you know what you can do? Stop it in the middle. Um, 100%. <laughs> come back to it. Because right. we are we have things to say, okay? We're here. We're queer. <laughs> we have things to say. Um, and that's okay. All of those things are accurate, too. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, all right, cool. Well, uh, we also uh, we talked about crowdsourcing a, a what's the opposite of an intro? An extra? A, and, and, a farewell? And, right. <laughs> Uh, are we going to tell the story? Are we going to tell? Are we going to tell it? I think <laughs> we should wait. Um, <laughs> the episodes about actual um, construction and maybe screwing up okay. in circle. Maybe a whole episode yes. on like ways you can mess up, like lighting your garments on fire um, or any of those yeah. things, which have really happened. One of the one of the like number one rules in podcasting is don't have inside jokes inside that your jokes. listeners don't know yes. about, and we just. I, I think we're breaking all of the rules. We are such rebels. We're so brave. <laughs> <laughs> or done. One or the other. Okay. But we should do a, a temporary placeholding. Out outro. Okay. What's the opposite of in? Out. <laughs> outro. It's called an outro. Thank you. That's why they pay you the big bucks, Danny. <laughs> That's why they put you in charge of people. Because you're so smart. <laughs> it's this big it's this um, big brain <laughs> yeah that big old brain ears uh thanks for joining us this has been two real witches i'm oak and i'm danny and until next time um uh we'll blessed see you later be. and be well okay <laughs> <laughs> blessed be and be well <laughs> okay i'll stop now <laughs>